0: You're listening to Southern Fried Sports with Travis Ryer on
1: Tide 100.9
0: in Tuscaloosa. A very humid afternoon. Scattered showers and storms are possible through tonight. The high today, 93. Tonight's low, 75. Tomorrow, partially sunny. Again, the chance of scattered showers and storms, mainly during the afternoon and evening hours. The high at 94. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. Tide 100.9. For more coverage of Alabama football, visit us at tide100.9.com or download the free Tide 100.9 app. The crimson
1: tide will not be denied. Off we gonna tether the off the mother sucker! Get the, off the sucker! Get the off We gonna get the off the sucker, get the off the
0: Back with more of a edition of Southern Pride Sports right here on 5100.9 FM. Travis Ryers, Senior Analyst for BamaOnline.com. With you, as I am each and every weekday morning from 11 a.m. until noon. The show brought to you in part by Houston Hydra Our good friends there that do an outstanding job with the Houston Rug Revival. But there's so much more than just your rugs and your carpets, your upholstery, your tile, your splashback, those type backsplashes, those type of things. They can take care of you in a first-class manner. At Houston Hydrasteam, 205-553-9460, we had the entire house done with Houston Hydrasteam. Carpets, rugs, tile, flooring, grout, showers you name it, math hubs, the whole deal with Houston Hydrasteam, and it was absolutely outstanding. 205-553-9460, that's going to put you in touch with Houston Hydrasteam. Quality work you can stand on. Now, before the break, we were talking about some of the scenarios in football and how they're playing out. Now, we're hearing more from – we ran a poll about a week ago, right? It was pretty much a week ago today, I believe, and we asked the question – Which level of football do you believe is least likely to play during the 2020 fall? And most of you went with uh, high school football. And we are seeing more and more some associations, state associations, around the country are, talked about California yesterday, pushing back to more of a winter-slash-spring approach for the upcoming season. But you're also seeing the likes of Florida. Georgia, and there seems to be a growing buzz that even right here in Alabama, I believe the AHSAA is set to uh, say something tomorrow afternoon uh, in regards to how it is proceeding with the upcoming football season. We saw the Tuscaloosa City schools are going virtual uh, remote learning for the first nine weeks of the upcoming school year. Other districts we're seeing are going with a hybrid. Uh, but Madison County, Madison City Schools, Huntsville City Schools, they're going to remote learning as well to start the school year. So it'll be very fascinating to hear from the AHSAA. Um, what we are seeing more and more of is at the state level, kind of a green light in some form or fashion is being offered. But then individual school districts are sort of making their decisions. In Florida, we talked about. You know, South Florida counties like Broward, Dave County, major outposts for high school football because you're talking about Miami and Fort Lauderdale, metropolitan areas there, and the programs that come with them uh, are doing some different things. They're deferring some things and starting later. So just because you hear something from the governing body of a particular state when it comes to high school sports, that doesn't rubber stamp that it's going to just go down that way. For every district for every school in that particular state now at the college level interesting today that in New Mexico the governor of New Mexico is recommending to uh, the state schools out there at the college level to not play football not play fall sports Um, that would mean primarily in New Mexico New Mexico State and independent and then also the University of New Mexico um, a member of the Mountain West Conference I believe so uh, it'll be interesting, you know. New Mexico State, as an independent, it's all about buy games for New Mexico State. I, they came here, came to Tuscaloosa last season, picked up a big check. And when you look at New Mexico State's schedule, New Mexico State was set to open at UCLA and then close its season at the University of Florida. Checks, I mean, two checks probably somewhere in the neighborhood total, I would think, of $2 million in buy games in those two games. New Mexico State was also scheduled or is scheduled to go to Hawaii. I'm sure there's a guarantee of some sort, at least the travel expenses and, and something like that for New Mexico State to make that trip. But when you look at those two money games from New Mexico State going by the boards, I mean, the financial benefit for New Mexico State playing football this season pretty much shrinks. To nil, you hate it for the student athletes and the people involved, and the you know the the employees that are associated with the department are I'm sure going to feel the impact of it. But those are the games; those are really the two games that that you know have New Mexico State playing football. New Mexico State averages attendance wise when you talk about well, what about ticket sales? New Mexico State averages less than fifteen thousand students per game. To put that into perspective, University of Texas, if it or University of Alabama, if they went to 30% capacity with fans for the upcoming season, which would equate to 30,000 fans per game, they would still double New Mexico State's attendance in non-pandemic times. University of New Mexico, a little more than 20,000 fans per game. So not the financial benefit for New Mexico to play. Conversely, New Mexico State or New Mexico to play. Conversely, in the University of Texas, you hear from the AD there at UT this morning that the plan as of right now is to still try to play 12 games this season. And we, I think we understand the difference between Texas and New Mexico when it comes to football and not just in terms of passion or quality of football, uh, but the money, the money. There is a much bigger financial benefit, obviously, to Texas and Texas A&M and the rest of those schools in that state, especially at the Power Five level, even at the Group of Five level, to play football this year. So you know, that's where you can sort of draw the line with some of the economics involved in this as well. And, uh, you know, we'll, stop, we'll talk with Cecil Heard about a lot of this coming up next right here on Southern Fried Sports always look forward to our time with Cecil we're going to do that right after this break Southern Fried Sports back with more on Tide 100.9 FM right after this You're listening to Southern Fried Sports with bamaonline.com senior analyst Travis Ryer on your home for Alabama sports Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app so cool. edition of Southern Pride Sports right here on half FM. Travis Trier, Senior Analyst for BamaOnline.com with you each and every weekday morning from 11 a.m. until noon. Born on this day in 1941, the one, the only, George Clinton. So a little parliament for you this morning for the playlist theme. A little P funk I think that's okay with Cecil Hurt. A little George Clinton, never a bad thing. You know, Cecil, he may be the youngest 79-year-old I know. You know, him or Keith Richards, one of those two. It's maybe the
1: power, it's the power of the funk. Got to be. He told you. He's been he's <laughs> been preaching the power of the funk for fifty years now. So, comes to the, the fountain of music. youth. It's the fountain of funk. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. That that one little that one little sample from Atomic Dog that made a. That's made Snoop Dogg a few dollars, doesn't it? That, that you know, Snoop did okay,
0: but that was pretty much the uh, foundation for it all, wasn't it? it when
1: Snoop, you think I, Snoop Dogg, I, I, I when it, you think it, Snoop, that Snoop, Snoop Dogg, you think that sample, yeah. But but when Snoop, you know, when when Snoop comes out on stage, they're gonna play that sample from Atomic Dog,
0: yeah. I bet George does okay off that sample. You know, probably, probably just off that sample.
1: That, that would yeah. probably work out for him if he didn't get didn't have some contract where he gets seven dollars for it or somehow something like that.
0: Yeah,
1: and that's possible. It's possible in that business. So <laughs> if, if he's got Rolling Stone's legal team, he's doing fine.
0: <laughs> or uh, maybe he's got Gene Simmons representing him from Kiss.
1: You know, Gene's be, pretty good at, good at old. that too. Gene'll take them. They'll, they'll he'll take them to the mat. Gene's not afraid to go to the courtroom and settle it. There'll be a funk coffin, you know, that you can buy if it's up to Gene. So <laughs> you can be buried with your Kiff lunchbox in your Parliament Fucking coffin. Make your
0: final ride a funky one,
1: Cecil. That's
0: you know? right. Absolutely. <laughs> Talk about a low rider. Yeah, six feet under. That's pretty low. <laughs> oh. Uh, Cecil, you know, we, we've we got some roadways in the area that have uh, been borderline Beirut here in the last few years. And now we've got a chicken tender war over there off 15th. Are you reporting from the front lines of the chicken tender war this morning, Cecil? I
1: did
0: I did a a
1: I been out the day. I, I went uh, across the bridge Monday night. was on 15th Street. And... Um, Anytime there's a new, you know, when there was a new Popeyes in Northport, it, it was, traffic was crazy for two weeks. Nothing, nothing Tuscaloosa loves more than, than a new restaurant. Um, and one with some, with, with some reputation, who's actually come from Mobile, uh, Bay Area, as we like to call it. And, uh, so people have been kind of expecting it, but yeah, it's, it's been, it was backed up down to, to the lake at Forest Lake. It wasn't all the way to Guthrie's. But yeah. the, the the line for some some fried chicken fingers was from, from their location there on 15th. It was all the way down to the lake at Forest Lake.
0: I was by there yesterday and experienced much the same thing. And in fact, I think Guthrie's was benefiting from the sort sure. of uh, the, the spillover. I think people saw that right-hand lane and said, look, I, I'm having some chicken tenders either way and just uh, sort of bypassed into Guthrie's. Here Guthrie's had a line around the, the building, too. So, you know, yeah. they, more the merrier. They,
1: they'd be fine, but, um, yeah, it, it'll, I, I, would, I would say this whole week it'll be tough to, to get into and get out of Forest Lake. Area um, on those on those side roads, but you can usually sometimes you can kind of cut around, you know, and avoid the traffic if farland and Fifteenth is is really jammed up. You know, you can cut through Forest Lake and come out, but not not this week. We need a cut
0: over. We need a flyover from about the bakery (laughs) to uh, the other side of Midtown. You know, because that's a Cecil. That right-hand lane. My man is a murderer's row now because you've got the chicken tender spot, you've got Taco Casa. I mean, that's the twenty-seven Yankees of fast oh, casual right through there. Absolutely.
1: Lineup. Um, you, you've got the you got the barbecue place <laughs> down there at the foot of the hill. And yeah, who's is Charles good? Yeah, who's yeah. and so yeah, it's it's uh and I wasn't there. Absolute. Crime, take it home to the kids. Time. Yeah, this was more like yeah. was more like eight o'clock that it was backed up like eight thirty. That yeah. it was still backed up like that. You gotta. We Tuscal- you, just, you just gotta have some faith that you're gonna get in that line. <laughs> that you're gonna get there before ten o'clock when they shut it down, right? They shut. They got it. They gotta have a cutoff point sometime, right? Yeah. So yeah, we
0: Tuscaloosians, You're right, though. We hammer stuff like that. You know what a burger. Uh, uh, you'd have thought they had a a live unicorn that you could pet or something <laughs> you know when they I
1: mean, they they'll like i say that that when they opened that popeyes in Northport, oh yeah, by the public good lord it, it was it was backing up on the highway sixty nine
0: mhm true story on those popeyes in Pescaloosa actually a friend and neighbor of ours opened those simply because he was tired of only really being able to stop in Meridian at the Popeyes and get right. Popeyes so with really no restaurant experience or even passion he went about opening those Popeyes here in Tuscaloosa I'm glad he did cuz I'm a, I'm a big fan of it too but uh yeah you know, I, I I don't know I, that that's uh that's that's kind of how that those came to be here in Tuscaloosa. Now Cecil, so,
1: part of that is all the Popeyes experience too. I mean, they 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 work hard. They're they're but you're not always going to get super efficient, you know, in terms of everything in your in your um, container matching everything that you <laughs> order. They'll they'll work with you. They'll work with you sometimes. They might not give you what
0: you want, Cecil. They'll give you what you need.
1: You they will know? give
0: you what you need. That's exactly right.
1: As long as the chicken's
0: in there, you know that's, that's yeah. A big you thing. know
1: you might have to you. Got to be clear about the spicy. You know that, that, that. They they do. I think that's a good marketing move. Keep the spicy limited. Keep people wanting it. You know. Keep them. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. College football is fun. To segue into that. You know? <laughs> Don't get we oh, were talking. Might have to wait. You you, you might have to. You might have to wait fifteen minutes on spicy. You might have to wait till end of September on college football. I think that ties in. I know you wrote about that this morning
0: in terms of the activity we've seen here of late, and what does that exactly translate into in terms of confidence level in football being played or. You know, how that's perceived, Cecil, so how, how does how does what we've seen here in the last week sort of strike you?
1: Well, there's been some positive and some, some negative. And again, nobody there's nobody in our industry that doesn't want football. But with that said, in terms of what's actually going to be happening on the ground, on the campuses on September 5th, or September 12th, that's the, that's the biggest crapshoot in this whole thing right now is they got to make a decision next week. I, I think Greg, think he's Pretty well hinted that it'll be next week, um, maybe late next week, but they got to make a decision. That's going to say yes or no on September 5th football on most of these campuses, maybe on Alabama campus. Um, with no idea what it's going to be like when an additional—I know some students are living here now, but let's round figure it. Say an additional twenty-five thousand students shows up. Nobody's got any idea if you can control the numbers, if you can isolate the players. Um, but it's, it's it's a blind guess. Uh, you know, it, economically. Probably feel like you got to roll those dots. Something is better than nothing, but it it would not it would not shock me. Nothing nothing's going to shock me. I'm pro football. you understand that I'm, I'm not anti football, but we they may there may be a September 5th game and a September 12th game, and. For one reason or the other, including, let's say, 20 fresh positives, then uh, you got to shut it down for a week or three. Yeah. Yeah. That That's, that's on the table, too. I mean, I, I think everybody next week, if the SEC says we're going to play or we're going to play a conference only schedule, um, people will feel like that's the last hurdle, and it's not the last hurdle. It's a big hurdle, and and I, I think so far what Greg Sankey has tried to do, and, and I thought some of the discussion. I don't know if you saw him on HBO um, on Real Sports. Which you know what you're getting into when you go on Real Sports. But um, you know why didn't you? Why, why didn't you just not bring the players back in June? Well, when when the NCA said you could bring the players back, by the way. Um, well, if you say we're not bringing players back in June, then you said we're not having a season. You know, you can't unless you were going to wait from June until August. And at that point, why not have brought them back in June? You know, because you'd be doing all this initial testing and so forth in August. You would have been, I think, de facto canceling this season. Um, yeah. And not bring the guys back that's what I think or the or the, in terms of volleyball not just guys but the volleyball players the soccer players um and and they may not you know they may not get past the n c a a hurdle of of whether they get to have a championship or not, and if they don't I don't know that they don't end up like softball and and tennis and golf they don't have a season, so it's uh yeah, I would like to say, yeah, oh, yeah, it's a lot better this week than last week. But, but um, again, the the driving force is that the athletic department the schools desperately need the money. But I, I don't know that that can supersede everything. I think in in this part of the country, there's less concern that that. Um, an elected official is just going to pull the plug, uh, but New York has told Syracuse, which is a private school, by the way, that they uh, they can't have anybody in attendance, zero. You know, if if they and probably aren't hundred percent sure they're going to play it at all. Well, that's an ACC team. It's hard for me to get my head around that still, but that's a team in the ACC, and. Clemson or North Carolina or however their schedule is structured is going to go up there and they're going to play in an empty stadium at best, at best. That's what they get to do. So all things are just interconnected and, and um, there is not a yes or no answer. And I, I heard different station this morning and, they're talking. About, well, who's you know, Auburn State's not going to play. Who's Auburn going to get? Man, that's that's it matters, but that's so far down the list of priorities right now. Same as Alabama and BYU or whoever. Um, you know, I don't think Auburn's locked into finding some FBS FBS team to fill in for Alcorn. They just got to find an FCS who's going to play and that they can get on their schedule, which which would be possible. But yeah, if it's a if it ends up being a conference plus one, Because there's so much more. You know, it's it's expending thought energy on something that may never happen. Yeah. As far as this sort of
0: emergency scheduling we're seeing now, uh, from the fallout already of the the decisions of the Big Ten and the Pac-12 and going to a conference-only schedule, apparently. Um, How involved is ESPN in this, do you think, Cecil, in trying to make a lot of this happen on the fly?
1: I think they're involved. I think that they'd like to have the programming. They'd like to have games that people want to see. Um, All the networks, you know, CBS and NBC involved in ESPN. And SEC network, obviously, being affiliated with ESPN. I wonder what... uh, I wonder what... NBC was thinking today when Jack Sporberg at Notre Dame Notre Dame said he'd rather play 8 or 10 yeah that's not what they signed up for I'm not paying you for 12 right so um that's that's interesting Notre Dame has the, the right to do what they think is best for their students I will say this um They've tangled up everybody's schedule, particularly in the ACC. And then to come out and say, "Well, we, we have a preferred number of games that we want to play. Uh, you know, that, I think it's, it's fairly typical and not you know, not outside their rights, I'm not saying that, but fairly typical of Notre Dame that, that they're not really interested in working with the ACC or the SEC or anybody else.
0: No, I mean, I I should be able to do better than this. But the ACC, the Notre Dame, is you know uh, uh, just a a backup type of situation that 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 just facilitates Notre Dame um, far more than it it being sort of a a mutual sort of situation. I guess if there is a conference plus one scenario when you talk about Auburn. that that North
1: Carolina that, that, game would could it still South come off. Carolina. Yeah, yeah. You know, if there's a plus one, they would hope to keep that North Carolina game somewhere. Mm-hmm. Um, and and that should be able to work. Um, you know, it's a budget. the one that is a tough deal for is Clemson because they got Notre Dame on the schedule and they want to keep South Carolina. Well, that requires a plus two. Um, so, yeah, there. They're, I would expect that Clemson is adamant, like Texas is adamant about twelve games right now. Um, but what, whether that's going to survive until next week, I don't know. I'm not saying it's not. Again, I'm not being a pessimist. I'm just saying these are all the, all the many, many scenarios, many moving parts that are moving right now. All of which. Go out the window next week or go out the window on Labor Day weekend. If a bunch of students come back and there's a 20 or 30 percent rise in positive cases on your football team. Chief, I know
0: Nicole Auerbach of The Athletic, I guess in a conversation with Mac Brown, it was revealed that the NCAA is going to allow for uh, staff members in the role of analysts to be elevated to the <laughs> on-the-field staff, potentially, with uh, with the concerns that you, know, you could have positive tests on the coaching staffs or you know, coaches that are sick. Um, yeah, that, that looks like a, a thing that could work out pretty well for Alabama. I don't know about many other places, but...
1: Um, uh, Nick I, just, Nick's you, just going to be two steps ahead, isn't it? Nick's Nick, two steps ahead of everybody,
0: you think hey, Nick's got a coaching staffed up chart now on the on the wall in there? You know, I'm not going to ask office. for it,
1: but I wouldn't be surprised. <laughs> but what? Somebody's what got to ask for four, the coaching staffed up chart, Cecil. What do they have? Four head coaches that are, Ampl- yeah, now Butch, Major Applewhite, Stoops, Charlie uh, Strong, Sarge,
0: Al Flood. Yeah,
1: yeah. Well, those are those are guys that.
0: On the on the field, guys.
1: Yeah, they're on the they're on the active list right now. But <laughs> they don't feel good. Roll the next guy. And in. Nick he might not feel those. good about some of those
0: coaches during the season, and, and go to that depth chart if he can. You know, he might make he might make some depth chart changes based on performance. You know, he with that with that be,
1: you know, he ability. Know he's going to be evaluated. <laughs> who he, he does. Oh yeah, he's he, he's. he's so far ahead of the rest of us, I, I, I wouldn't even endeavor to tap into that thought process.
0: So, Cecil, uh, what are you thinking right now? Or, or I mean, we, we we've talked about that. It's it's just such a I hate to say it. It's it's awful. It's overused, but it is fluid. I mean, obviously, sure. um, are are you are you more in line with the conference plus one, or what are you envisioning right now?
1: Travis, I, you know, again, and I've said this over and over, but they need the money, and the SEC, you're talking about, a uh, round figure, two billion dollars.
0: Yeah.
1: Um. I, I, you know, and and there there are some guys out there that. that um you know I mean they 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 live well and they do well but they 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 squeeze a buffalo head nickel if they could and the notion of walking away from two billion dollars um, is not what not the way that they are geared many of the athletic administrators, and the presidents too because that's who it costs at the end of the day and yeah. whatever benefit the president feel like they're in Get that makes it worthwhile to have a $186 million athletic operating budget. Um, you know, that's what you're talking about in large part, not absolutely entirely, but in large part going away. And that's the, the, first of all, it's a very high percentage of their income. And second of all, it's the percentage of their income over which they have much more control. NCAA you know I mean you get a payout for basketball so they may decide not to have a basketball tournament next year who knows you know they, they have no control over that so um, I, I still can't get that figure and, and that necessity out of my head that yeah got some kind of football um, and it's not gonna it, it's not going to be the full two billion but try and cut your losses where you can't um talked a you know in terms of the coronavirus statistics in terms of the curve in terms of the rate in Tuscaloosa, in terms of the rate of in this region in terms those are hard to interpret, and people argue back and forth about those and then when you start projecting them out into September, then you get into to debates that that are just um Impossible to predict, and there, there's there's huge debates over every school in America and and whether they need to go back, and these colleges are part of it. So um, you could tell. I mean, there, there are people with, on one side and on the other. I don't think that the sports media is against football, but now if you really want to if you really want to really go an example and you probably don't but if you do want to see an example of a media outlet a a prestigious outlet that's against college football go read the chronicle of higher education and see what they say. because they they hadn't wanted football i think since teddy roosevelt was president (laughs) go read the chronicle if you want to really you know, if you're the kind of person who likes your blood to boil on that issue, you know, people sit here and talk about well, um And I like, I like Dan Vulcan. I like Greg Doyle. I like everybody. You know, you know I've gotten along fine with Clay. Travis, it's, it's not a personal thing for me, but people take one side or the other. But if you want a real example of, Let's get rid of college football, go read chronicle. Yeah. The financial aspect yep, you're talking about. Your that'll that'll curl your hair. You'll wonder you'll wonder why anybody ever put on a helmet. The financial aspect
0: that you've laid out there, we talked about in the first segment today, just based on what we're hearing from different states the governor in New Mexico is recommending to schools like New Mexico state and the university of New Mexico, not to uh, compete in fall sports. You know, obviously football, a big part of that. And then in the state of Texas, we hear from the AD at UT that the plan as of right now is to continue to pursue a 12 game schedule. I mean, if you want to talk about a contrast in financial impact, that, that sums it up right there. I mean, New Mexico, New Mexico State, Texas, Texas A&M. And, uh, and, and that has, a, undoubtedly, that has a lot to do with the the resiliency that we're seeing of, of some states and some conferences and that, that big number that you outlined.
1: You could go out to Lubbock and ride over to Hobb And at some point on that ride, you get out, cross the state line. You'd probably get out of the car and walk across and you wouldn't be able to tell whether you were in Texas or you were in New Mexico. But when you start talking about
0: economics of protocol that you need to follow, and what that's going to cost you to be COVID-19 compliant, and you're averaging 14,000 fans per game, for home games, right, well, where's the money? Where's the money in it for you to play football this year? If you're New Mexico yeah, today. I,
1: I think one thing I wrote about today, and I'd have to talk to the attorneys more, and there's a million things, but I think some of the leagues, some of the schools, New Mexico State would be in unilaterally cancels on them and they're going to want some kind of settlement for that guarantee yeah but can they wait out Florida? you know because if New Mexico State says we're not playing then Florida't you know them at that yeah if Florida says you keep, we're not going to play we're gonna play conference only we're dropping your game I don't know that they get the full buyout but they get yeah you know, I would think that they um, pursue some sort of settlement. So, I wonder if
0: there's some language in those contracts to Cecil where the 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 host school has a, a make it right uh allowance where they could push the game back to another season or you know what I mean yeah, try to,
1: there, try to, I don't know if that if there would be specific contract language I'm not saying there's not, but I don't know that there would be um but that certainly could also be part of negotiation sure. about yeah. Well, we we're not gonna we you know everybody's tight. We can't pay you the buyout money this year. Um, You know you're saving on travel and and so forth. Uh, But we'll make it right. You know we got we got a spot in 2025, and we'll pay you a million
0: dollars then. Maybe even throw an extra 150k on or something. Maybe
1: possibly. Yeah, I I think that would be. um, You know that's not Alabama's situation, but uh, right now. But it could be if, if the SEC goes to on the games it would be. So many
0: scenarios to ponder, so little time listen, to do it with Cecil Hurt. Like
1: I, like I say, you're you're standing at the edge of the field. And every step you take is a rabbit hole, and you go down those rabbit holes, but you don't know which rabbit hole you're going to come
0: out. The only thing I know for certain after this conversation is that I probably want some fried chicken. You know. I <laughs> feel pretty strongly about that season.
1: <laughs> well, depending on where, and I'm not, I, I endorse all of our um, local businesses. Um, Absolutely. I, I, I recommend you get the chicken of your choice. But <laughs> there's a couple of places where you need to get in line now if you're counting on them. Taking some home to... For dinner. Yeah. 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 Oh, yeah.
0: <laughs> alright Cecil as always we appreciate the time my man sure. That's good. there you go Cecil Hurd. Sports set. thank you for listening to Southern Fried Sports with Bama Online Senior Analyst Travis Reyer on your home for Alabama sports Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app Thank you for listening to Southern Fried Sports with Bama Online Senior Analyst Travis Ryard on your home for Alabama sports, Tide 100.9, and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. A very humid afternoon. Scattered showers and storms are possible through tonight. The high today, 93. Tonight's low, 75. Tomorrow, partially sunny. Again, the chance of scattered showers and storms, mainly during the afternoon and evening hours. The high at 94. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340
1: Weather
0: Center on Tide 100.9. Executive producer of the program. Hey, uh, the lunch whistle today. You know, we've been talking a lot about fried chicken, chicken tenders. I'm going to send you to Southern Ale House. 1530 McFarland Boulevard North in the Indian Hill section of Tuscaloosa. You talk about handmade excellence when it comes to chicken tenders and everything else there at Southern Alehouse. But think about Southern Alehouse. They also make all their sauces by hand. Ranch, the honey mustard, all those great sauces there. The dressings for the outstanding salads. You can get some of that fried chicken chopped. Put on that chopped wedge salad for you. Oof. Little uh, buttermilk ranch dressing if you like it that way. You can get it with the blue cheese crumbles and the blue cheese dressing. They can take care of you. Out there at Southern Alehouse, 1530, McFarland Boulevard North in the Indian Hills section of Tuscaloosa, Until eleven AM on Thursday. Have a great rest of your Wednesday, everybody. <laughs>
1: Spotlight on